0: Wow, wow, wow. Good morning, Valley Church. Good morning. Praise God. You guys are a lot more alive than teenagers are, let me tell you. I've just been speaking with teenagers all weekend, and all the whole time I was like, wake up! I need some life in me. Well, like Pastor Tim said, my name is Jordan. Um, I just want to thank, before I start, I just want to thank um, Tim, Ezzie, Kiki, Allie, Pastors Renee and Lynn, I just, I want to thank you guys for even allowing us to be here. Um, so c- church, can we just give it up for our amazing pastors and leaders? <laughs> Honestly, it's, it's an honor to be here. Um, well, I'm going to introduce some people of my own. Um, in the front row there, that's my really hot wife, Emily. <laughs> Emily, stand up. That's Emily. Praise God. Growing up, I always heard the term um, uh, marry up, and I married up. (laughs) I ran with it. Um, And then I have an amazing team from Young Saints. So um, Young Saints, just to give you some preference, Young Saints, so I work for the youth department of Bethel Church, so that is Young Saints. So if you're like, what is Young Saints? Bethel Church's youth department, um, and I have an amazing youth leader with me. Her name is Haverly right there. Haverly, give him a wave. She really is a dear friend of me and Emily's, but she's also a youth leader. And then I brought some fiery high school students with me. Uh, so young saints, stand up. Can you give it up for my fiery high school students? I love them dearly. They came hungry for the Lord and to see Jesus move. So love you guys. Um, listen, we had an amazing time this weekend. Uh, I just want to share a couple testimonies just to stir up faith for what God wants to do in this region. Um, On the first night, um, we had at least three that I know of teenagers give their life to Jesus for the very first time. They've never surrendered their life to Jesus. And then at the end, we probably had, I don't even know, 40-plus teenagers come to surrender everything down to rededicate their lives um, and to actually get free from sin, cycles, and addictions. Um, and we saw Jesus set people free. Um, we I, we had a testimony of someone's back getting 90% healed in the reverse fire tunnel. Um, crazy people getting, um, teenagers getting filled with the Holy Spirit for the very first time. Um, God is doing something. Not just in Gen Z, but in the world. And it's it's very encouraging and so um i need help this morning are you guys ready to help me here's the thing this is like my fourth or fifth time speaking since friday um so i need a live awake church are you guys awake this morning praise god listen i speak to teenagers a lot and it's like speaking to a brick wall so i'm like adults praise god let's speak to adults this morning Sorry, guys. Love you. Like I said, love you guys. All right. Turn to your Bibles to Luke 18, verse 35. But before we read, let's pray. Holy Spirit, I thank you for what you're doing in this church. Holy Spirit, I thank you for what you're doing in this region. Ooh. Holy Spirit, would you come and would you awaken your church Would you open up our eyes, open up our hearts? May we see what you are doing here on the earth. And God, let our response be hunger. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, Also, before I start, fun fact. I like to throw this out because I feel like it gives me credibility here. Um, I've known Pastor Christie since I was 17 years old. Fun fact. So Pastor Christy, obviously, as you guys know, went to BSSM when she was, like, what, like 19? Um, And I was a senior in high school, and I had a really good friend. uh, His name was Jonah Coyne. um, And Jonah was in first year with Christy. And I called up Jonah, and I said, I want to come to BSSM. I applied. I'm going to do an in-person interview, and I'm going to come down for a week and hang out with you and all your friends. Um, and then when I got to Reading, I got to meet Pastor Christie, who is just a joy, honestly. Amen. Truly a joy. If you know her, you love her. And if you know her, she's probably changed your life. Because in a week's time, she literally inspired me. So I love you. You're the best. I just like to throw that out because I'm like, hey, I know people here. <laughs> Credibility. Um Listen, I'm, I'm really encouraged what God is doing on the earth right now. Um, I don't know if you guys are aware of what's been happening um, in our nation. Um, college campuses everywhere are experiencing a fire. Um, and honestly, it feels like uh, we are in the midst of an awakening of the church. Um, I fully believe that if we wanna see the prophetic word of a billion soul harvest come to pass, the church needs to be awakened first. We cannot have a billion soul harvest with a dead church. Cause then who's gonna disciple the billion soul harvest? Where are they gonna go? And so I fully believe that you as Valley Church, you are a part of this great awakening that we are seeing right now in the nation And so my encouragement to you, before I bring out the big sword, all weekend, tribe, God just was like, get your big sword, and I was just cutting heads off with the word. So I'm going to encourage you first before I potentially, like, cut your head off. Okay? So listen, God's doing something special, Um, but it's going to require something from us. So, and it's going to be a little different than what we thought. Um, And the requirement is different than a repost on Facebook. Reposting about Asbury Revival does not bring revival to Idaho. That's just my first cut. That's a dagger. The big sword's coming later. (laughs) All right, let's read. In Luke 18, verse 35. As Jesus was approaching Jericho, a blind man was sitting by the road begging. Now, hearing a crowd going by, he began to inquire what this was. They told him that Jesus of Nazareth was passing by, and he called out, saying, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Those who led the way were sternly telling him to be quiet, but he kept crying out all the more, Son of David, Have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and commanded that he be brought to him. And when he came near, he questioned him. Verse 41, what do you want me to do for you? And he said, Lord, I want you to regain my sight. And Jesus said to him, receive your sight. Your faith has made you well. Immediately, he regained his sight and he began following him glorifying God, and when all the people saw it, they gave praise to God. Hello. I don't even know where she was, she's up there. Beautiful. That's what I needed this morning. Listen. Jesus requires a response. We must respond to the Lord. We must respond. We must say, Son of David, have mercy on me. Do not pass me by. Because I fully believe right now, Jesus is walking through our nation. And we are seeing it happen before our very eyes. And our response could be this. Wow, that's so amazing. Glory to God. It's finally happening. Or we could say, I see what's available. I hear him walking. So I will cry out for myself. Son of David, have mercy on me. His response Brought the very thing he was contending for. And even when the religious tried to stop it, Jesus still saw faith in him and responded back. Listen, in Luke 19, the story of Zacchaeus is the same thing. Zacchaeus was the chief tax collector. A short man in stature. Praise God to all the short people in the room. (laughs) Stories for you. A short man in stature heard that Jesus was walking by. And a crowd began to gather. And so what did Zacchaeus do? Zacchaeus just wanted to lay eyes on the Lord. So it says in Luke 19 that Zacchaeus climbed the top of the sycamore tree and he looked and he wanted to see Jesus. Jesus saw his response, called him down and said, "I must dine with you." And when Jesus went to his house, he said, "Salvation has now been brought to this house." Listen, some of you in this room are contending for your household and your and your families. But I'm telling you, it requires a response. Zacchaeus, Jesus saw Zacchaeus' response and communed with him. Jesus is doing a work on the earth and we have to respond. Listen, I, I I was telling, I was dialoguing with some people back in Reading and I said, you know what it feels like is it's something that we've had faith for revival, right? We have faith for revival. And faith is something that we can't see yet. Well, now we see it. What is our response? I, I, I got challenged by the Lord, and the Lord was like, your faith is not enough right now. I need a response. Your faith must be matched with obedience. It must be matched with obedience. We must respond to the, to the outpouring of the Lord. But we must respond for ourselves. I, I fully believe that revival is gonna hit every church in our nation if hungry people respond to the Lord. If you want Valley Church to, to experience a fresh outpouring, I'm asking, are you hungry? How hungry are you? I'm I'm standing in worship today and, and the presence of the Lord is here. And I'm like, oh God, you're here. How will I respond? What will my response be? Will I default to my normal response? Or will I lean in and actually risk something because I want more? To have more, you must risk. Um, We had uh, Bishop Garlington in a staff meeting a couple weeks ago, and he says, says, those who risk embarrassment achieve all God has for them. (laughs) Those who risk embarrassment. You don't think Zacchaeus, the short man, climbing a tree just to see Jesus or Bartimaeus, the blind man on the side of the road, calling out to the Lord, even in the midst of people saying, no, stop, Jesus is working. But yet he still says, son of David, have mercy on me. I will risk the embarrassment of my town. The woman with the issue of blood, she risked embarrassment coming into the town soaked in blood. But she knew, if I can just touch him, she knew her response. I must touch him. Zacchaeus said, I must see him. Bartimaeus said, I must call out to him. I must respond. And and every response in the Bible, where, where hungry people respond to even just the sight of the Lord, something happens. It has to happen. It's who he is. He's faithful and just to fulfill our response. So, what is your response? I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I I've seen it in my own life of being at Bethel. There's something about being in a, a spiritually charged atmosphere, right? And it's, it's so good when you first enter. You are like a kid in a candy store. You're like, the presence of God is everywhere. I've never encountered this before. I've now been at Bethel for nine years, and I've had to kill more complacency in my life than ever before. <laughs> you would think, no, you are, you, the spirit of God is constantly moving. It's crazy how we can get so complacent even with that. It, it, is, it is a scheme of the enemy to get us into religious thinking, even with the spirit of God. Listen, the religious spirit will always attack what it tries to defend. Meaning this. Listen, if, if you think you've mastered the presence of God and how he moves, then we've lost it. Even the prophetic, even the spiritual things of God, the supernatural. We cannot master the supernatural. No. It's impossible. And as soon as we think we've done it, we've now slipped into a religious thinking. And we're like, we're not, I'm not religious. I break religion off right now. Yet, Yet anything that's different than what we know, even in the supernatural, we're like, no, no, hold on. That's a little wild. Listen, you cannot plan revival. Revival's not planned. It's hungry people responding to the Lord an outpouring that will spread like wildfire. Trust me, I live in California. They barely can contain wildfires. Okay? That's Revival. It cannot be planned and it cannot be contained. And as soon as we think we can, or we have the recipe for it, we've 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 lost it. We've slipped into a religious thinking. Listen, um, I've heard this and it says this. This is a this is a this is a this is a, this is a, this is a warning. I, I I constantly remind myself of this because it, it terrifies me. That this, in the Bible, there's only one spirit that could not recognize Jesus. And it was the religious spirit. Zacchaeus, a chief tax collector, soaked in politics, even recognizes the Lord. Pontius Pilate. Even the political spirit will wash its hands and repent. if If it ever gets off. A sinner... Knows when Jesus walks into a room. But for some reason, the religious mind cannot recognize Jesus. The very thing that it tries to protect. Jesus does not need our defense. Revival doesn't need our defense. It's orchestrated by the Spirit of God. Not by us anyways. So... What's our response? Well, our response is not organization. Our response is hunger. Our response is not contending for our neighbor when our household is a mess. Listen, revival, it revives everything. It is not just about salvation. It is about dead things coming to life. And I'm here to tell you this morning that the Spirit of God is in the room, and he wants to make your marriage right. He wants to restore your relationship with your kids, your grandkids. He wants to restore the heart that is cold or that has grown weary. He wants to restore it. But we just have to be hungry. To be hungry is very humble. It's very humbling. Because I have to risk embarrassment to achieve all God has for me. I have to risk it. My dignity has to die. It's very humbling to say, God, I'm the most spiritual person in this church, but I I have dead places in my life. It's very humbling for me to say, I preach the gospel, I I attend a a very well-known church, Uh, I'm in leadership, um, but I have to kill complacency and dry places in my life. I have to do it. Bill has to do it. Everyone has to do it. No one's excluded. As soon as we exclude ourselves, we become like the Pharisees who follow the Lord, watching him do miracles and criticize. It's the big sword. I told you. I told you I started with the dagger, and it's the big sword was coming. Listen, I was in worship, and I, I, I really feel like, um, I, in worship, I just kept hearing, like, a banging. Oh, it sounded like banging of shovels. And I just felt like the Lord say, it's time to dig up the wells here in Idaho. Like, I just kept hearing banging of shovels. Um, and I, I really feel like the Lord is, he wants you to dig up the wells you to dig up the wells. The wells are there. Will you dig them up? Will you hunger for more? Will you, will you realize what's available? And some of you are sitting there and you're like, oh, well, I'm, my life is really comfortable. Can't complain much. My bank account's pretty good. My marriage is pretty pretty well off I attend this church might be on the board or I might be an elder or I've been attending here for 20 plus years nothing to complain about Jordan don't know what you're talking about but I'm telling you there's more there's more than what we've experienced as soon as we've lost as soon as we've gotten comfortable that's where you're like, we're like, like, you can't get comfortable with like revival. Like, this is not like a comfortable like living. It's constantly moving, changing. God is constantly doing something, pouring out something, something that's more available for you. But we've got to kill complacency even in our own lives. Listen, and I'm telling you what's happening right now, it's not just for Gen Z. As soon as we we think revival is for a specific generation, then we've also lost it. Because guess what? When Gen Z gets revived, families get revived. I've seen it. When a child comes into our youth group and they get lit on fire and their parents are baffled by what's happening in their life, it causes something in the parents to start to wonder... Dude, what do I need? When, when one person in family, so I'm like, let's reverse it. Let's say you get arrested by the Lord, and you were the most hungry person in your family. When revival hits you, what happens? Well, to Zacchaeus, salvation hit the whole household. It said, Jesus said, salvation has now come to your household. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. So, do you want revival for your family? Yeah. Yeah. Are you hungry? Yeah. Yeah. Not just for the person that in your family doesn't know the Lord. I need to know more. I want to know more of Him. Not just for them, but for me. Because yeah. I want more. I'm hungry. Right. I need more. God, you are source. In life and I need more God come and do it in me the response it's it's out of obedience that we respond (laughs) we just sang about the blood I get excited cuz I'm like oh you've purchased it now I get to walk in obedience Now my obedience is this. I hunger and I thirst for more. Let's stand. I just, I feel God. Everyone stand. I'm just, I'm telling you, I'm encouraged because there's an awakening of the church. God is lifting the veil that's been off of our eyes. I don't think the Lord wants to criticize the church. I think he just wants to wake her up. And we have to be the same. That we must must be careful not to criticize the body. But we ourselves must be awakened. Because when you're awakened the parts of the body the body is one one unit i believe if the hand wakes up the other hand might wake up too say it's connected we're connected it's a body but if we we can't say our hands awakened and we're going to criticize the other hand for not being awakened the body must be awakened i must be awakened So wake up. Wake up, O oh sleeper. It's time for the veil to, to lift off of our eyes. It's time to preach the gospel again. Not just for Pastor Tim or Pastor Lynn or Renee or Pastor Christy to preach the gospel. It's time for the body to preach the gospel again. It's time for the body be commissioned again, to be awakened, to see a billion soul harvest. A billion soul harvest. That is not a cool catchphrase. God said all flesh, all flesh. But for that to happen, we must be awakened. We must be hungry for our own lives. So here's what I'm going to do. I just feel like it's right to create a space for you to respond, for you to risk embarrassment. I want want that to last in your mind. Those who risk embarrassment achieve all God God has for them. Listen, our youth pastor, um, he heard that quote, and God started to speak to him through birds. And he was in a staff meeting, and a very prominent pastor from a different church was visiting. And he starts to pray for her and starts begin to prophesy over her. And God asked him to call her a mother bird and to do a bird call over her. <laughs> so he's like, well, I'm in a small room with about probably 20 people. With this well-known pastor that I've never even met. She doesn't even know my name. But, God wants me to go over her. So he does it. He goes, I feel like God's calling you a mama bird. And he goes, and she just immediately falls under the power of God. Will you risk embarrassment to achieve all God has for you? Listen, some of you God is going to ask you uh, to give things up. Listen, God is going to ask you to, to fast. God is going to ask you to do something outside of your normal. God is going to ask you to risk something. It may even be to talk to that person in your family that you've been ignoring. Woo. How embarrassing. But God is asking something of us. He's asking, will you respond? Here I am, walking. Will you say, son of David, have mercy on me. And will the Lord's response be, your faith has made you well. So if that's you in this room, actually wait, hold on. I, I, can't, I, I can never speak and, and, not, and not do this. Um, if there's anyone in this room where as you're talking, you're like, revival, what, what are you talking about? God, who, who is this man named Jesus? Um, I just have to tell you, Jesus is the son of God who as we we're singing about today was crucified, that means nailed to a cross for all of your sin, all of your iniquity, All of the cycles and addictive things that you face. He was nailed to the cross for that. So that you may be free. And if you're in this room and you're like, Jordan, I don't think I've ever given my life fully surrendered to the man Jesus that you say can set me free. That you say wants me to be hungry for more of him because he is life He is the source of joy. He is the source of peace. He is the source of eternal life. And if you're in this room and you're like, I would love to surrender my life to Jesus, whether it's for the first time or, listen, this is your first time back in months or years, and maybe you've fallen off and you're like, I once knew Jesus, but I want to come home now. I want to be whole again. If that's you, I just want you to lift up your hand. If you're in this room. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let's all say this prayer together. Say, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus. Come, and be the of my life. come and be the Savior of my life. I say, you are Lord of my life. I, say, you are Lord of my life. I repent for my sin. I ask that you would come and cleanse me with your blood. blood. Purify my heart. heart. And come and be the source of my life. life. Yes, in Jesus' name. name. Amen. Amen. Listen, if you raised your hand, I would love um, for after service that you would come down and connect with um, pastors or leaders. I know you guys have a ministry team. I think they have badges on. Um, Don't leave this place without connecting with someone. Because people here would love to connect with you. They would love to pray with you. They would love um, to get you plugged into this community. Because I believe that this community is a very special community in this region. So if that's you, I, I don't want you to leave without connecting. Um, but if you're in this room, and you're like, Jordan, I'm hungry. or honestly, I haven't been hungry. And I want to, for God to put a hunger inside of me. I feel like we need to respond. We must respond. It's not good enough for us to say it in our mind. We must get outside of ourselves and respond to the Lord. Amen? Amen. So if that's you, I I want you to just come forward. I, I feel like there's something about a physical response that's very significant. So if you're like, I'm hungry for revival in me, not for a generation, but in me, God. I need it in me. I want you to come forward. I want you to just put your hand out. Woo! Thank you, Lord. Woo! Listen, Bill always says, um, the way to be hungry is is to eat. (laughs) You must eat. So right now, Holy Spirit, I thank you that you are pouring out your spirit on every single person. Holy Spirit, I ask right now that you would begin to fill them. If you're a part of my team, you can just go around and start laying hands on people. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would put a hunger inside of Valley Church, God, that they would see a move of your spirit in their homes, in their personal life. God, we thank you that your spirit breaks complacency so God right now we repent if that's you just repent for complacency say God my heart has grown cold I have become complacent I have become too familiar with your spirit your presence or even the terms of the supernatural God I repent for becoming complacent put a hunger in me some of you need to say son of David have mercy on me son of David do not pass me by Woo! God we ask that you would put a hunger in us would you do it in us first do it in us first Holy Spirit begin to fill right now Some of you need to respond in worship, out loud. I'm telling you, those who risk embarrassment. If you ever hear me in worship, I am constantly singing to the Lord. Some of you, God's asking you to do something really wacky. Back in October, God, God started giving me this like sound that I started doing. It was like, whoop! And it awakens me every time I do it. Some of you, God is giving you a sound. I'm telling you, don't just come to the altar and do the motions. Risk embarrassment. How hungry are you? Respond to the Lord. Just right now where you are, just begin to worship. It's not about the person on your left or right. It's about you and the Lord. Just begin to worship the Lord. Oh God, we are hungry. Come and put it in us, God. Put your spirit in me, God. Soria mama mama soria la